All right, everybody, welcome back. This other day, Ackerman is still unpacking his house, so it's Todd and I today. Yeah, and this is a point of contention, specifically yeah. for Todd, but also yeah. for me. But also for me. So this, this might be Todd. I don't. Todd's pretty cool and collected. This might be Todd's first ever rant. So, <laughs> so stand by. But I want to start it like this, Todd. In this hypothetical scenario, you are the department head for the quality assurance of CrossFit. What happens? What does that look like and what do you do? What do you do? (laughs) Nothing changes from the current quality standards that are, that are out there with CrossFit. Wait, you're not going to build a team and then go into people's gyms and and then determine. Yeah. Based on, (laughs) based on their, whatever their gyms layout is or the cleanliness or the coaching or any of that kind of stuff. As much as I wish that certain things mattered, they don't. As a gym owner, obviously, I want to run a professional business. I want to have top-of-the-line coaching, and I feel confident that we do with all of that. But at the end of the day, to say that somebody down the street that maybe doesn't have the quality of coaching that I believe that we have or doesn't have the layout or programming or whatever else you want to call it, to think that they're going to be open because of that is ludicrous, in my opinion. It's like people are doing this stuff in their garage. Why does it matter what your, what, like, how is that any different than a, than an affiliate that's quote unquote doing it the wrong way? Like, it's just not a thing. Like what, how do you come up with a standard that's going to be relevant to all the different gyms? I would actually love to go through what that hypothetical standard would look like. Yeah. You, you tell me what that standard is and I'll tell you why that's stupid. Okay. All right. So <laughs> let's, let's start with the low hanging fruit. Quality assurance control on facilities. So I don't care what your customer service looks like at this point for this block that we have to go through. These line items is solely the facility. What would, if we had to come up with some standards, what would be the things that would get people eliminated? So what are the hard no's? Is it flooring? Flooring, I don't think is that relevant, right? Okay. I remember. But if we're going to have start, quality assurance, but if we're going to have quality one, assurance, like what? No, no, we got to play the game, dude. Let's walk it out. Like what, what would, what would be a no-go on flooring? I don't, uh, there's not one. I, I can't what, find uh, one, right? I got plenty. I'll just throw them out there. Yeah, give me, if, yeah, you put them out there and I'll tell you what. If you, you have, if you have, like I would, me, if I'm looking, I'm like, listen, if this is going to be top of the line, I don't know that I'd go so far as to say you have to have rollout, but if you have gaps in between your mats, that's a fail. Or if the, or if all of the flooring is not covered and you have some rubber over here and then concrete and then a little bit of rubber over here, that is also probably a fail so well the one thing that i want to catch that you did say is like if we're looking for top of the line top well of that's the what line a quality is, assurance is, is, is it not is it not <laughs> no it's not we didn't say we're looking for the top of the line gyms and if you're not top of the line then you well you, what's you quality don't get what's quality that's, that's what this discussion's about right all right so we have to we, we have to, so quality we could call it <laughs> in, in a in not so uh uh, we'll just call it not shitty. 
Right. So it's so you made mention of the rubber flooring that if they have concrete in there as well, then that's you know that's a fail. I don't well, see how that's that much different than some of the gyms that I've seen that has rubber flooring and then next to it they have veneered plywood on the ground that are quote unquote lifting platforms that perform the same as the concrete ground. So I don't know that you know that that excuses you in my opinion. Okay. All right, so let's just let's make the ruling right now because you're the head of quality assurance. So, is our wooden platforms integrated into rubber flooring, in or out? Quality assurance. If I'm the if I'm the the uh, the one making the decision, you've got to have ground. That's the standard. That's what we need. We need something okay, that you so can stand I'm, on. I'm I'm gonna remove you as the president of quality <laughs> assurance because you're not good. You're not doing a good job of holding any standards here. So I'll say I'll say that one's in. Right. I'll say that. If you've got rubber and then have a strip there of wood acting as platforms or lanes or whatever, I'll call that in. What I'm going to call out is if, if you have like this, mis this mismatch rubber all over the place and there's, there's spots over here and it's clear that you, when you bought the flooring, you just ran out so that you've now determined that. That's the, <laughs> end, of, that's the end of the floor. <laughs> that that's the end of the floor and this is now concrete. So mm -hmm. that, would be, that would be a fail. What about bathrooms? Yeah. Do they, do you have bathrooms? Are they clean? Okay. Okay. So How you're getting better. You're getting better. Yeah. <laughs> Would they, what, they'd have to pass some sort of cleanliness inspection. Like there can't be people there can't be urine all over the seats so that would be a fail if I'm just talking about cleanliness. But then at this point, are we talking about like, Hey, you have to have industrial toilet paper and paper towel dispensers. Yeah. I mean, does it, who's to say that that is better than the, the toilet paper dispenser that is. I mean, we have to have some sort of one that sits on the ground that holds your rolls of toilet paper and then has one at the top that you can put it on there. Yeah. I mean, we have that one and then, and then can you have just the old, can you have the, the sink that is just attached to the wall? That's not like a vanity or anything like that. So you can see all the piping underneath. Is that okay? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's so funny. We're going to go down this list and everything that we talk about. At the end of the day, it's like, is a better bathroom, is rollout flooring, is that going to make the facility better? In my opinion, absolutely. But lacking that stuff, does that mean that you're not going to change people's lives? Okay, so let's just say if it's going to make it better, then it has to be in the quality assurance checklist. Because what we're not looking for is worse. All right. So if we want to go, the only gyms that can be open are going to be the top of the line gyms. You've got your okay. rollout flooring. All right. Yep. Rollout We're, flooring. And, and we, we haven't gotten it. We haven't gotten to services yet. We're still on. Yeah. What does your facility look like? Uh, what if like, if you're, if, what about equipment? Can you have rust on your kettlebells? Would that count? What if your barbells don't spin? Yeah. Barbells need to be maintained quarterly, I think is where we're at there. Okay. We've got to have stuff. What does that look like? Cleaned. Let's talk about what maintained mean. Does that mean I, uh, like I wipe it down or do I need to take, you need to oil the, 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 the metal itself and you need to take, do I have the to take the bushing? And, I got to take sleeves off yeah. and clean the bushings. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, quarter, All right. Quarter, like All right. Yeah, so sure. I have to have a checklist where I'm going to clean that out and I'm going to take the bushing off. So be careful if you have bearing bars, that's going to be a nightmare. Um, yep. if you've not, if you've not done that, um, what if your pull-up rig has any rust on it? What, cause somebody could get tetanus from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got to replace it, I guess. 
every okay. uh, every time that there's any all right. Sort so it of... needs to be powder coated. Yep. Maybe the maybe steel bars even are out. maybe. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> How else go. am I going to string fifty pull-ups together? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So there's no bare metal bars. You have to. It has to be powder coated. So you probably have to get them from Rogue. Yeah. There's not a ton of providers, but there's probably there will probably be some approved providers for that. Um, okay. Uh, what about? Could you have hemp ropes? Because those are have like a some degree of like a, a cleanliness factor to them, or you do have to have like the nylon uh, blend. Um, I don't think that I don't, I don't think either one of those matter, but they can't be uh, like overly beat up to where they're they they shed. So the bottom half can't go from a three blend rope to two <laughs> to a, is what you're saying. To a one, <laughs> one blend rope and as soon as you bring them down it looks like a hay field yeah okay gym. all right so those are out got it okay um here's one is uh is temperature controlled environment required Heat oh, of AC. course absolutely okay. cool. yeah, right. so if you don't have that you you're would out. fail you fail you're out okay I feel like that's a, at least a very good start to facilitate. Unless you live in a climate to where the temperature stays between six and 78 degrees. Yeah. Got it. So if you live in, yeah, that doesn't exist. So everybody's got to have those. Okay. Maybe, maybe Boulder, like one month out of the year you guys could get away with not having us. You have to be perfect. If, San Diego. You, San Diego you got, could be yeah. Good. San Diego. You got to time up when the QA, when Todd and the QA team come to evaluate yeah. your gym. It can't be during winter or summer. Or you'll um, be out. Okay. All right. So that's a, that's a pretty good starting point for a facility checklist. What about, um, let's go through, let's talk services. Let's talk coaching. How do you get chopped? <laughs> Or let's just start, let's go real low-hanging fruit. What's the minimum requirement for entry as far as qualifications go? You've got to know the progressions for the nine foundational movements. You get Fuck, quizzed on the progressions. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, you already failed that one. You're done. Okay. You've got, you've got to know not only how to say the progressions, but then we'll evaluate a class and you have to be able to teach those progressions. So level four. Well, I didn't say you had to like hammer it and hit every mark, but you've got to be able to like teach those, see and well, correct. So let's degree. use let's use an existing credential and say you have to have this. Yeah, well then what did we talk about before? The level three, right? That's the one that uh It's the only one that tests proves. it. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not level three, so immediately uh, the affiliates around the world are going from 15,000 to a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's, it's probably way less than that because we chopped a, a lot of those for facility issues. All right, cool. Uh, and then, so that's, that's cost of entry. That's, we haven't even gotten to, we haven't, that's the, we haven't quality assured you yet. <laughs> Yeah. You just have the minimum credential. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So programming, what is in, what is out? Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun talking about this. This is great. We, yeah. We got to look at, we've got to look at your, we'll evaluate three months of programming and look yeah, at your ability. Yeah. Look at your ability to actually provide variance and um, not over program workouts. So that's three months back or three months ahead. 
I think you'd look three months back if we came to, to evaluate. Okay. Cause I was going to say that automatically eliminates a whole lot of other people who don't even program out in front and in any sort yeah, of reasonable yeah. time frame. Okay. So it has to be some degree of variance. And this is the question that everybody's waiting for when it comes to programming. Whose is the best? Tryfitness.com. Tryfitness. 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 Tryfitness is obviously the best, but uh, which we is just called CrossFit.com. The um, <laughs> the here's the question everybody wants to know: Is an overwhelming degree of strength plus Metcon in or out? Yeah, that's a more than three days a week. Fall into the category of overprogrammed. Okay. Now somebody's be like, well, why? Like you have to, why is that not okay? Because you can't truly train with, well, you can't coach or train with intensity if you're doing that every single day. Okay. That's fair. All right. So a lot of programs are not available anymore. And then we could even go so far as like, if we're going to quality assure this, well, we're, you would be the, the, uh, the keeper of the quality and just say, you have to follow dot com. Yeah, that would be the way to like, yeah, make it easy to easy to say, right? Okay. Easy to so you follow. can't even you can't even write your own program. You have to follow.com or you're you're out. Then we're gonna watch your classes maybe over a course of a week and make sure that you don't ever go over in time. You gotta hit your sixty minute mark, which means your lessons plan have lesson plans have to be dialed in. Oh, we have to write a lesson plan. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay, so let's assume let's be a little bit more realistic. If I coach 10 classes a week, how many of them would need to be run on an actual, like I'm, I'm not, I, I didn't, I'm done with a cool down, recording scores and talking to my members in 60 minutes, not I finished the workout and we, Hey, be like, we're done. We have two minutes left. We're good. Yeah, you got to be, I mean, 90% at least. So out of 10 so classes, nine you out can of have 10. one. Yeah, you can go one. You can have one bogey. You can throw one round. You can throw one round. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Got it. All right. Okay. All right. So we've got minimum credentials level three. You pretty much have to follow.com. You can't overprogram strength of SmackCon every day. And 90% timeliness with regard to lesson plan. Okay. I yeah. think that's fair. I think that's a, I think that's a, a, a hefty enough lift for coaching requirements. What about, then, go ahead. Oh, just the, 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 uh, customer service side of things, Ooh, like okay. the time, time frame next. from like a, a phone call or an inquiry into your gym has to be returned within, within okay. the same day or 24 hours. Right. Okay. So athlete intake, what, so what is re somebody, I get a form that I get an email. Todd Ochocinco has submitted a request to come to my gym. What is the, what is the cutoff for pass fail for me to get Todd in the building? Well, if, if the form came in before noon, you have to, you have to respond to them by end of business. If it okay. came after noon, it has to, you have to respond by noon the next day. I think that's super generous to be honest with you. <laughs> I think, I think if you cannot get somebody a response within 90 minutes to two hours, that's a fail. Yeah. I mean, you got to account Either for phone the people call, that text or it. email. Well, that you got to account for the people that send and send an inquiry in at 10 PM or 11. Those don't PM count. That's outside that of working hours. And I couldn't respond to them anyway, based on FEC laws anyway. Like I couldn't text them. I could send them an email, but I couldn't text them. That's against the law. 
Okay. So let's just say within business hours. So let's say 90 minutes uh, from opening doesn't count. And then 90 minutes prior to opening doesn't count. So let's just say the, let's just say from eight to five, no, we'll go eight to six, eight to six. You have a 90 minute window if that comes in. Yeah, I think that's so the great. latest you the latest you could do is like the four thirty. Like if like if it came in after four thirty, you could wait till the next day. And if it came in uh uh what would that be? Before six thirty or after six thirty, you'd have a little bit of time or wiggle room on the on the front end in the morning. So but that's okay, so ninety minutes. <clears throat> and then what would be the requirements for that the customer service when they when they come in the building like how would we evaluate that man how how soon are they greeted once they walk in do they Ooh, like is there, I like is there, that yeah is there any is there any sort of rhyme or reason reason to where they go when they come in is it clear like you have to have a lobby or a lobby or a desk or something that shows okay. that when so you that goes back the to the door, facility we just, so we can put yeah. that in the facility Okay, so you have to have a lobby or a front desk area, a greeting area. We'll put it that way. Yeah, and you got, I'd say How you long? got sixty seconds to greet okay. somebody. I was gonna, I was gonna go. I guess depending on your staff, you may, you like sixty seconds would be okay. I was gonna go way sooner than that, like thirty. Like, yeah, I, I bet. Like that's the maximum is sixty okay. seconds. All right, and then are are we now required to have a specific? intake process if the like if if todd walks into crossfit rife today and is like i'm ready to go bro i don't need the foundations i'm good i played baseball back in the day i know what i'm doing i just want to start what's the, when's the next class i'm like it's it's at three and you're like it's 2 30 i'm ready brought my shit I'm good to go got a water bottle there well i mean there has to be a process that that takes them through you know filling out a waiver and Although, you know, at least getting them um, legally equipped to step into your class. Okay. So who has to approve my waiver? <laughs> yeah, I guess you got to use the waiver that we're going to create for everybody. All right? right. Cool. All right. All right. Or it has to go through some sort of state approval. Like I have to have a, an attorney in that state approve it so that I know the waiver is good. And then they have to go, they have to sign the waiver. And then are we requiring them to do some sort of foundation and on-ramp PT first? What is it that, well, I mean, if this is the pie in the sky and everybody seems to think that that's the case, well, if then we're I guess trying that is. To, if we're trying to do quality assurance on people's intro, how else would we evaluate whether they got a good experience coming in outside of just throwing them in the class? Because yeah, that gets evaluated true. under the service. 12-step hour-long things you've got to teach them every hours. movement it's 12 hours 12 hours <laughs> have to teach them every movement that they might ever do you got to teach them all nine foundational and you have to teach the muscle up the snatch the thrust oh, everything and the pull up so 13. everything we'll go 13 no, you gotta have kettlebell swings you <laughs> gotta box swing? okay. jumps you gotta right. have you name it it's got to be in there dude so let's just say it's not it's not a it's not a small chunk of things that i would need to teach them prior to coming into class yeah, they got to be completely proficient with anything that they could possibly do in class, okay. now, right? So otherwise, what is, otherwise, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous, super dangerous. You could hurt yourself with that PVC pipe. The okay, all right. So now you have to have a structured, predetermined intake process that's governed and run by somebody else. Yeah, I think even that if that's makes not sense. what you want to do. So, 
Okay. Now, am I required to do group classes or can I run private training in the facility as well? Oh, you got the ability to do either one of those. Okay. So if I do personal training, do I have to have personal training certificates? Uh, I don't know about that, but you're going to have to run your programming through us. We'll probably supply what your programming I don't know like if there. I'm going to do personal training. I feel like I should have a personal training certificate. I should be quality assured by ACE or somebody else. <laughs> yeah, some personal <laughs> trainer thing for sure. But this is the CrossFit world right there. So we're not okay. going to recommend All that right. you get an ACE, ACE training. Okay. But what if, I, what if Todd and Fern come up with a personal training course? They have to take that. Well, we SME. need to say SMEs. SMEs. <laughs> yeah, that's the case. It's a CrossFit sure. preferred course. That we, that we handle for them. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then the last piece here is do I, what kind of, uh, what kind of thorough vetting would need to be done with regard to like systems, operations, finances? Would you need that would go through a yearly audit? Yeah, I mean, probably so. We want to make sure that they're they're on the up and up and running the uh, the business on the most efficient way possible. So I think so. I think that only makes sense. There's probably think, one sort of one one accountant that that handles all the affiliates, right? So and have, there's yeah, going so to be have have there's going to be one person audit. You have to have an in person audit come through and audit your books and not just your books and your customer service platform whatever it is that we all decide is the best yeah right? whatever crossfit decides is the best whether it's Wattify or push press be like so if you're not one of those you got to switch over and then we're going to audit we're going to pull all the reports and you're going to get audited and if you have a ton of athletes in there that are active that shouldn't be that have no attendance that gets marked as a no yeah if you yeah, have if you have uh, if you're if you can't produce your books for the past six months in a timely manner and if they're not right not good either. You're out. You're out. Okay. But let's assume that you would have to have some sort of back-end audit of your members, profiles, coaches. Did, the, did people check in when they were supposed to? Like, are you just letting freebies in there? Can you give away memberships? There's one. Can I comp people? Does that, does that, would that fall in as an okay as far as like back-end systems? Is that cool? No, absolutely not. Okay. All right. Uh, if you guys haven't gotten the point yet. <laughs> it's ridiculous. This, this discussion it, it, is ridiculous. <laughs> there's nobody out there that would follow, meet the criteria that would, that would lend quality control. And it's like all of these things are so ridiculous because how are you going to move into that beautiful facility with the rolled out floors if you've not created a business to start generating income? All right. Like if I didn't start in my buddy's garage, there's no way we would have the facility we have now. If I didn't get a chance to teach somebody how to t do the front squat so poorly with a PVC pipe, I would never have my level four now. It's like that was that was my next thing, which is where would you have gotten the opportunity to coach? Yeah, to do all this stuff. So when people start saying that you need a level two or a level three to own an affiliate or to start coaching classes, it's like you'll never gain the, the, the skill necessary or the experience necessary to get those things. It's like people, all these people that have walked through the door of being able to be a horrible coach and have now struggled through that process and become a, a, a better coach wants to close the door that they walked through.
and not let anybody else through. And I think it's the most ridiculous thing ever when I hear people start talking about what affiliates should be open and which one shouldn't be open and who doesn't deserve this and whose programming's good or bad or any of the rest of that stuff. It's like, this is so ridiculous. It's Look also, at- it's also a really good way for people to <clears throat> a try to like, without improving their product or service, cordon off something so that nobody else can play. So that now I, now it's, this is no different than putting like weird regulations in commerce or in different states for things where you're just like, well, no, 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 like, well, we control this. So even if you're good and you have a great product, like you, we have to approve that you come in. And if I just don't like you, then you can't come in. I'm afraid of you. Or I think you're going to take some of my business. Like there's, um, there's a speed kind of like a conditioning company, um, Actually, I don't mind talking about it. So like Parisi Speed School, and they have a lot of great stuff. And they're, and they're well known for like speed and, and, uh, and agility uh, development with athletes. But what they do is they license, a, a, I don't know if it's affiliates or, or franchise, I don't remember what it's called, but you pay that fee. And then they're protected areas. So let's just say that I come to the table with vastly more experience than you. And I wanted to be a part of that because it's a good overall network. There's systems involved there. But I just happened to move too close to you and put my facility there. I can't use it. You can tell me no, even though I might be better equipped to do that. Have more experience, you know, be a better coach, all of these things. But like you cordoned that off. Um, So it, it removes any sort of competition. It removes the ability for you to have to continue to get better. Well, in, 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 Besides that, it also removes your ability, like someone's ability, someone's life, someone's ability to have their life change through this stuff. Like that, that's the thing. You want to know what the bare minimum requirement of an affiliate should be or your ability to do or coach CrossFit? Are you changing somebody's life? If I walk into a facility, it was somebody's life changed in here. Well, then you can keep your doors open. And guess what? Like, Every single one of them has done that counts. Right. And if a gym was so bad, if the facility was so bad or the coaching was so bad or the programming was so bad that they didn't deserve to be open, guess what? Nobody would come to their gym. No, it would take care of itself. It would take care of itself. And we all know that's not even how it works because CrossFit is so profoundly effective that even if you had no idea what you're doing, we all know multiple people and we might even be those people who got no guidance on the front end. Oh my gosh. No coach or so your, your buddy was coaching you and his, and his, the extent of his coaching was like, go faster. And you got fitter and now change your life. And now you own an affiliate. That scenario would not exist. Absolutely. That's it. It's like, I look at it. I was so bad at moving when I did the workouts at coaching people through the stuff of knowing how to write workouts or what workouts to follow. And it still worked incredibly. So why take that away from other people? The program is so good. The product is so incredible that you can't mess it up. It's nearly impossible. In a lot of instances, I, I also think it just lacks general self-awareness. Yeah. The, because we've talked about this before. I think a lot of the people that are waving the quality assurance flag wouldn't make the cut. You know, they're just like, well, no, no, I'm definitely good enough. I'm definitely the guy who's that. And I'm like, yeah, but based on what? Like, you think you're good? This is like everybody's mom thinks that they're good looking. 
No, no, so I'm like def- kids. They're good. Yeah, yeah, they, kids it's, are the good luck one. Yeah, yeah. You always like you. You wear you wear mom goggles, right? Be like, no, no. Todd's the cutest kid on the block. Meanwhile, you know, we all know Todd's not. You know, yeah. That's <laughs> so, it. It's everybody's like, no, no. Our our affiliate, our gym would do it because we do all this really cool stuff. But those guys down the street, they don't do it right. They're, they're terrible. It's also an interesting discussion about, and this is probably psychological more than anything. Why do people think that that affects their gym? I don't understand that. And, and we could use this nonsense that's happened for the past month and a half. Like what has, what has happened that has affected you at Drive Fitness with regard to all of the, the sale of the company, all of that? How much of an impact has that had on your business? Right, which is absolutely nothing. Right. So then There's how in the hell is somebody three miles down the road going to have an impact if the corporate entity is going through chaos and has no effect on you? How is it possible that somebody three doors down from you as an independent owner of a business has some sort of weird effect on your business? Yeah, it's, I mean, I, you can try to, th- I, like I can try to come up with scenarios to where there might be something, right? So if, in my opinion, like, the idea, if you've got two gyms right next to each other, well, then somebody has the choice or, or the potential to try that other one and like it before they tried yours, right? Well, whose fault so, is that? Yeah, potentially, right? Or it's just dumb but, luck and you can't, you can't control it. Right, exactly. And if that other gym wasn't there, the dumb luck would have them show up at your gym, right? But the, but the idea that somebody's going to open a gym next to me and people are going to leave my gym to go there then guess whose fault that is? It's definitely not the other gym's fault. It's no. like I wasn't doing my job. I wasn't Good taking on care them. of my clients. You know? Good on them for being exactly. better. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's, there's, if, if somebody leaves my gym to go to another one, it has nothing to do with them and it has everything to do with me. That's my fault. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I think people are trying to avoid. What you literally just said is taking ownership of their own shit. Yeah, that, and, and that I think is the beauty of, uh, of it. It's a double-edged sword, right? It's just like, yes, it doesn't come with a lot of framework and you need to figure it out yourself. But to some degree, like that, that's a very beautiful kind of altruistic thing. And at the same time, it allows free range within that ecosystem where if somebody has a good idea, I'm forced to keep up with them now. And I can either choose to keep up and get better and produce a better product so that people don't stay or I can fall behind and then I lose. It's kind of, it's yeah. like sports. It's like, it's like, it's very similar to sports. It's like, it doesn't matter what the other team does. Like I got to worry about me. Yeah. I've got to play and my it, game. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I, and if I'm better then I should win and if they're better, they should win. And then there's, there are certain aspects of all of this that yes, there is a minimal amount of impact, but the reality is like, there's answers to all that, whatever that scenario that somebody's coming up with about what if, what if, what if, what if there's answers to it. There, there is a solution to that what if, and you can figure it out. Yeah. And more often than not, if somebody does leave your thing, it's either your fault or they didn't belong in your facility. How many people yeah. have left your place and you're like, thank goodness, they didn't fit. Like, like that's one of the coolest things about these gyms is you go to, you know, any of these 15,000 affiliates and they're all doing thrusters and pull-ups. It's all CrossFit. It feels the same to some degree, but they're all a little bit different. And there's ones that, you know, feel a little bit more like you and there's other ones that don't. And so you find the one that 
feels like you. And I want the people that fit in my gym and not everybody fits in my gym, you know? So that, I think that is ultimately what all of this comes down to, which is where people struggle is a taking ownership myself included. Like I'm not immune to any of these things, but then B having the wherewithal to understand that there's a code that needs to be cracked in order for me to replicate all of these people that I want in my gym. And it's not easy. It's not intended to be easy. And no business is that easy. I don't care what you do. There's certain people that don't want Starbucks. Like, and Starbucks doesn't want them as customers. And people might, no, no, Starbucks wants everybody. I'm like, no, no, there's definitely some Todd Okudo is oh, not yeah, somebody. Right. Yeah, is not somebody that wants Starbucks and Starbucks doesn't want Todd because Todd's just gonna shit all over their coffee. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Todd is a coffee snob. So that's a that's another good example. You don't want all of those people, but you need to figure out who are the people that I love in my gym and then how do I get more of them? And that's going to force you to evaluate yourself, your gym, your staff, your process, your facility, all of these things to try to get more and more and more of those people so that you can provide them with the best experience bring in more revenue to the gym, provide good coaching staffs because you can pay them all that stuff. But I think what people want with this quality assurance is they want it to be easier. Yeah, exactly. Um, they want it to be easier. They want the pat on the back that says they're doing it right and that everybody else is doing it wrong rather than not worrying about what anybody else is doing and only focusing on what they are doing themselves. And, and ultimately it's like, like we said, if people are in your side, the walls of your gym and their lives being changed, you're doing a good job. And beyond that, if you're continuing to try to evolve and be better yourself for your clients, then you're meeting the requirement, you know, as well. It's like ultimately the lessons that we've learned through this stuff, I'm going to have to learn them at some point as a coach, as a gym owner, as any of that kind of stuff but you only do that through the process of like being like, Hey, I think this is the better way. And then you try it and you go, yeah, <laughs> as it turns out, not a better way. This was not, that was good. actually an awful idea, <laughs> horrible idea. Um, and you just continue the process though, but it, but it's the, the, the seeking of always trying to be better is going to keep you progress and keep you getting better. And it's going to make sure that you are, you are, worthy of the title of CrossFit affiliate. You are worthy of the green check mark for the quality assurance. And, and we talk about this all the time at the level ones and the level twos. The way you do that is one of the things that we talk about, which is just pursue virtuosity. Try to be better. Try to be better. Do the common uncommonly well. Coach the air squat extraordinarily well. Do the simple things with customer service, like using people's names and greeting somebody when they walk in the door extraordinarily well. You know, like run your business by the books and systems extraordinarily well. None of those things are super sexy, but they are the foundation with, with which we would define like an incredibly well-run business. They're like, they do the basics incredibly well, just like everything else, just like in sports. Some of the worst teams to play against were the ones that were just so sound and how they ran their offenses and they never deviated when you played against them and like you just couldn't throw them off their game because they were so disciplined and they did the very simple things very, very well. And business is no different. And that's why, and per, that's why, and I, you probably agree, that's why I think athletes in a lot of these scenarios have an advantage. And I mean like somebody who's running a business or something like that who was who a prior athlete. I think you have an advantage because you understand that concept. Yeah, 
and the more you get into any of this stuff, the more you realize we try to make it complex, but it's like you just said, focusing on the simple parts, the basics, the fundamentals, like that was it. I can remember it's like you, you gave your, your basketball analogy as a baseball, you know, a baseball analogy is that as a position player, it's like make all the plays you're supposed to make. You don't need to make the, you don't need to make every diving stop there is make every one that you're supposed to make and you will be just fine. You know what I mean? It's like people are chasing the, the, the sexy stuff way too much. And what falls through the cracks is the stuff that the easy things, the easy things. So the reason we were bringing this up is a, I just think it's an incredibly interesting conversation and I don't every, I'm actually not aware of anybody that's like had this conversation. Like, what the hell would that look like? And it looks really ridiculous and outrageous. But I, I also, I think it's important to have this because I think with some of the changes that we're seeing in the organization, stuff like that, I do feel this conversation creeping up again when people are like, okay, well now there's an owner. Are we going to get rid of all these in air quotes, shitty gyms? And I'm like, no, <laughs> because no a thing. who who gets to determine what that is and what that looks like? It's whatever. Just like don't worry about it. And it's just it is the it. Why are you worried about that? Is my question. Like it doesn't matter. Be like this is like in basketball. They're like, well, we you know like worried about other things. And listen, you don't need to worry about that. You shoot forty percent from the free throw line. That is what you need to worry about. We're not <laughs> yeah, beating anybody. Right. We're not beating anybody if you're shooting 43% from the, three, from the free throw line. I don't care what else we do. You can't make free throws. You're not winning any games. It's, it's, out, it's, out, it's out of the question. So it's just like worry about you and worry about where you can get better. Um, and that, that's why I think it's important because I do – I feel that coming on because people are like, oh, there's affiliate reps, and then they're going to be pushing more into affiliates, and they're going to be producing more. Um, I don't think that should be the expectation. I don't – personally agree with it do i think there should be some things in place that would probably be a little bit better which is like shoot for these marks of of excellence or virtuosity like this is what we would determine like would be a good gym but we're not going to mandate it on people but like but hey like and i also think it's worth saying that <clears throat> that quality assurance stuff that we're talking about like we're making light of it but I'm sure shit not saying you shouldn't be trying to do all of those things. Like you should yeah. absolutely be chasing all of those things, but they can't be mandatory because you don't know what you don't know and you can't be good before you're bad. Yeah, exactly. You just never get to that spot if you didn't have the ability to, to, to go through and learn those lessons. Um, but I'm with you. I think one of the things I'm excited about and hoping for is not that there's, there's new, mandates on what every what every affiliate should look like but just more information being shared and more best practices and just more information out there for all of us to use it's like let's continue to learn from each other's mistakes let's continue to hear what's working um, and not hide it from each other it's like the more that we all know the better we all do the better we're all going to continue to do <laughs> exactly hey the better everybody does the better everybody, everybody does, everybody does. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, I hope this was good. I thought it was good. I, I just think I'm glad we did that because it's, it just, it does start to sound really foolish when you start to actually like walk that out. Like, what does that actually look like? Yeah. It looks, it looks like, I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like orange theory. It looks like F45, which I don't have any beef with those programs, but there's no delineation between any of them and none of them can do their own thing and be creative and innovate. Well, yeah, and, and, and then also go and look what it costs to start up one of those and tell me how many of you guys that have affiliates had that on day one and were, were able to do that. 
And then what if the organization F45, the, the, the franchise or whatever, does something really foolish? That definitely affects you. Because yeah. now, now you're not getting all of the resources and everything that you were getting from them before. Like they have a marketing team. They have teams that take care of all of the stuff. And um, they probably, I don't know. I think they have like kind of standardized programming in both of those entities where like, this is the programming for the month. Like don't change it. You know? Yeah. You got to use these heart rate monitors, stuff like that. So anyway, I hope this was useful. Uh, if you guys have questions or comments about it, which I'm sure there will be, uh, go ahead and drop those in the comments there guys, or just DM us. And, um, you know, this is a conversation that's worth having. So, um, Todd back in the gym tomorrow or day after. Yeah. Day after back at okay. it. Finally. All right, cool. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor, head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at best hour of their day. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting best hour of their day.